I'm Pastor Gerald Rico, and this message is a part of our online ministry here at River of Life in Menominee, Wisconsin. To find out more about us, please visit our website, riveroflife.co. Again, that is riveroflife.co. But for now, prepare your heart and enjoy this message. Well, welcome. We are so glad that you are worshiping with us today, and we are excited uh, to be celebrating Back to Church Sunday. For those of you who are not familiar, Back to Church Sunday is actually a national movement where uh, churches around the country have gathered together and say, we're going to take time and focus on inviting people back to church. Like a lot of times in the summer, you know, people get into their routines and get uh, moving around. Obviously this year with the way COVID has worked, and, and we're, we're just hoping people can get back. And for those of you who are here in person, we are so glad that you are joining us. Those of you who are watching us online, welcome back to Church Online. And we are excited for what we are doing here today. Uh, we have been looking at, or we're going to start looking at this idea of hope and, and what it means to have hope. And, and as we think about that this morning I want you to think about something for a moment. What, what is your most common, what is your go-to response when someone asks you the question, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Well, that's a good one, all right? Anybody else? You got a go-to response? Decent, okay. All right. Uh, if you're online, type in some answers there, but... I, one, I really liked uh, Zig Ziglar. I don't know how many of you are familiar with him, but like he, his was, I am better than good. And, and that was like, like wherever he went, if somebody asked him how he's doing, I am better than good. And, and often people would be like, what's that about? And so then he would, he would he'd want to tell them and it would give him opportunity to kind of talk about all that God's doing in his life. I think if you're like me or if you've been around enough human beings in, if you're online, I'm sorry, but like, I mean, if you've been around enough people, oftentimes when you ask them, how are you doing? A very common response that I hear at least, man, I'm tired. It, it, it's that or, man, I'm busy. Like they, they just, there's just this sense that everyone's tired, everyone's busy, everyone's got so much going on, you know, that just, that feels like what we, what we're dealing with in, in the world today. And people almost wear that like a merit badge, like, Look how busy I am. Look how tired I am. Can't you see the bags under my eye? I should get an extra brat today. I am so tired. You know, that, that's just, and you can, by the way. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we, get, we take care of you. But, but here's the thing. We've got a God who offers us hope for that. And so today, as we are at National Back to Church Sunday, as we are getting ready for the series that we're talking about how hope is here, I want to talk this morning about how we have hope for the weary. We have hope for those things that weigh us down, that burden us, that sap our rest, that sap our strength. I I believe that we have a God who wants to meet us here this morning and who wants to help us understand what it is to really be a people of rest. Let's just pause it. Doesn't that feel nice just to say that word? Rest. Hmm. And we want to be people who don't just say the word, but actually live it out, who actually can, can say to a weary world, I have found a source of rest. I have found a source where I can have strength in the midst of the fray. And so 
I want to read a passage for us this morning. These are the words of Jesus. And while Jesus was teaching, you know, he taught a lot of great things. He, he taught us about the kingdom. He taught us about what it is to follow after him. And one day as he was teaching, he gave this short message. And, it, and it's something that I think most of us have heard to, before. It's, it's something that many of us, if you've been around Christianity, you might have read these words in the past. You might have heard somebody speak about these words in the past. But my encouragement today, what I really, really hope happens today is that we don't just hear the words, we take them seriously. And we seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit to ask, how, how can I make this real for me? So let's not just be hearers of the word, let's be doers of the word. Amen? So if you would, and if you're able, why don't you stand with me for the reading of God's word. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, and this is how it reads out of the New Living Translation. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that we have the opportunity to gather here this morning. I thank you that your word has been preserved from faithful people like Matthew to be able to help us understand what you taught and who you were. And we are so thankful for the Holy Spirit that is here this morning that will lead us to all truth. Illuminate your word today, I pray, and help us to understand how to apply what we're seeing here this morning so that we could be people who can speak of the rest that we receive from you. We love you so much, Jesus, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, before you see it, why don't you wave at a few people and let them know that you're excited to be worshiping with them today, and you may find your seat. Uh, if you're online, throw some praise emojis at us. Let us know you're here with us. And so, like I said, you've probably heard this before, and this is probably not a new passage for you, but I hope, I hope it's something that you can take and go a little deeper with this week. So the first thing that I want you to see that Jesus tells us from this passage, from this, these short couple of sentences, he, he acknowledges the truth. He tells us life is exhausting. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> life, life is exhausting. We, we go through life and there are difficulties that we're going to face. And what I love about Jesus is he doesn't ignore that. He doesn't hide the fact of that. He doesn't just, you know, well, you're just not victorious enough if you're, if you're exhausted. He actually invites us. He, he tells us life is going to be tired. In verse 28, he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. He's saying, life is going to exhaust you sometimes. You are going to get tired. You are going to have things put on you that make it difficult for you to walk through this life. But you can come to me. 
what we recognize, and if this year has not been a year, or 18 months, or how long has it been now? I can't even remember now. It just feels like we've been in decades of dealing with all of the junk we've been dealing with over the last year and a half. But if there's ever been a time where as a society, as humanity, we felt the weight of weariness, this last year and a half has probably put us to the tipping point as no other time, at least in my lifetime, that I can ever remember. And so, and it's not just one nation or one group of people, or it's the whole world. And as a result, we're seeing people make foolish decisions because they're overtired, they're overweary, they're carrying too many burdens. You know, we're, we're kicking off Sunday uh, we're kicking off back to church uh, season, uh, getting people back. And so like, I always like to throw a, a football analogy in there. And I hate, I hate that I have to use this man, uh, but I'm going to quote from Vince Lombardi uh, this morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Bears fan, so uh, you, you can boo later. But, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing you guys a bone. Here, here's Vince Lombardi. This is what he has to say about being weary. He said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. And, and like I said, we're experiencing that. We're experiencing a society that is just, they're tired and they're angry. And, and they're, they're kind of, they're feeling painted into a corner. And so people are lashing out because of all of that. And so we recognize that life is exhausting. But Jesus didn't leave it there. He said life is exhausting, but Jesus offers rest. The second half of verse 28 tells us to come all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. He says it's there. He says you're going to get tired. He says it's going to be exhausting. But I will give you rest. How many of you feel that this morning, that you need this? How many of you recognize more and more people need this rest? We, we need to be people who live this out. I, it's interesting, as I was studying for this message this morning, I come to recognize how much Matthew, the man who wrote the book of Matthew, he must have been very familiar with Isaiah chapter 9. There's a couple of different places, and if you're not familiar with Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah is in the Old Testament. It is a book that was written 600 years, roughly, before Jesus Christ walked on the earth. But Isaiah chapter 9 specifically is talking about Christ. It's talking about the Messiah that's going to come. It's talking about Jesus. And he quotes from Isaiah 9 two different times in the first part of his book. In Isaiah chapter, or sorry, in Matthew chapter 1, he quotes from Isaiah chapter 9, and it's a verse, again, that you probably heard. It's verse 6 from Isaiah 9, where it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and we shall call him Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. So, he quotes Isaiah 9, 6 there in chapter 1. In chapter 4, Matthew's talking about how Jesus is preaching 
And there's people who are in darkness and they're beginning to come alive to the kingdom of God. And he tells us, this is the fulfillment of the prophecy. And he doesn't name it, but it's Isaiah 9-2, where it says, those who sat in darkness will see a great light. So as someone who understood Isaiah 9, I have to believe that when Jesus spoke these words, Isaiah 9-4 was ringing in his ears. This is what Isaiah 9-4, again, this is a prophecy all about Jesus. And in Isaiah 9-4, it says, You, the Messiah, you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burdens from their shoulders. 600 years before Jesus said, I will give you rest, Isaiah prophesied there would be one who would come and he would tell us that he would break the yoke of our slavery, that he will lift heavy burdens off of their shoulders. Now, I know, I know we got some strong, hardy Wisconsin folk around here, and you probably understand agriculture a little bit, maybe. Uh, we might have some people online. This may not be familiar language to you. And so when we talk about a yoke, you may not understand what a yoke is. This is a yoke. These are actually some um, thoroughbred Wisconsin oxen in an old-fashioned traditional yoke. And so the yoke is that wooden beam that is between the two animals. And it was an agricultural piece that helped animals work together. And so you put the yoke on two different oxen, and then they would be able to pull a plow or be able to pull a wagon or pull whatever you want to attach to that yoke. And when the Old Testament was being taught, the, the rabbis talked about the fact that when you accept the teachings of the Old Testament, you are taking on the yoke of the Torah, the yoke of the first five books of the Bible. You are agreeing that you are going to abide by whatever it says in those five books. You're taking on that yoke. And then Jesus comes and says, take my yoke upon me. Take my burden, because my burden is easy and my burden is light. I want to actually want to go back to the verse we started with, but I want to read it from the message. Uh, the message is a paraphrase. It's not a literal translation. It's one guy trying to be very poetic as he's trying to explain the Bible. And so this isn't a literal uh, translation, but I read this verse out of the message and I just felt like it, he captured the spirit of what Jesus was trying to say. And so this is Eugene Peterson's version of Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. It reads, Are you tired? Worn out? Burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. 
I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Don't you just love the beauty of that? The unforced rhythms of grace. So much of life seems forced. So much of life seems like we're going a million miles an hour. But Jesus is saying, come, and I'll teach you how to live lightly and freely. He said, my yoke is easy to bear. The burden I give you is light. Isn't that what our soul is crying out for? Isn't that what we are dealing with? I, I believe wholeheartedly that we have turned Christianity into something that we try to fit into our days without allowing it to be something that's supposed to transform our days. I mean, we talk about how we believe in the fullness of the Bible, yet how many of you, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, how many of you take seriously Jesus' command, God's command, to take a Sabbath? To take a day completely devoted? I mean, we, we will set aside a part of our Sunday, sometimes. But, he's actually saying, if you want this kind of life, you've got you've to take the things I'm asking you to do. And yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it might seem weird. But you're going to find it. It's like, this is not a money sermon, so please, you can hold on to your wallets. I'm not going to get real crazy. But, but we believe in the tithe around here, right? And I, I, I think if I were to talk to most of you, most people who attend our church who are faithful here, you guys are tithers. You get that. You get that when you give God the first 10%, you have an ability to take the 90 that's left over and live more fully on that than had you kept the whole 100%. And it's a mystery, it's a miracle, we don't understand why it works, but it works, it works, it works. I've seen it happen so many times. So if we're that trusting with our finances, why can't we be that trusting with our time? Why can't we believe that if we give God a day, and say, I'm going to find a way. And obviously, I'm not here to put condemnation. I'm not going to put a heavier weight on you than you can bear. I'm just asking you to consider, what would it look like for you to say, I want to take seriously the command to Sabbath? What would it be to actually take a day and allow Jesus to teach you what it is to have these unforced rhythms? What if it, how crazy would it be? I know your mind's about to blow up, but what would it look like if you were to take a day and say, I'm not going to turn on technology I'm not going to pick up my smartphone. <laughs> you know, like, like, I mean, at first you're like, you get a small panic attack. But if you let yourself think about it for a second, how wonderful would that feel? Just to tell people, listen, I love you. My phone's off today. It could be Sunday, it could be Saturday. You, you pick your day, you pick your time, you pick your way. And I'm not telling you you have to do this. I'm just saying, what if? I think you would begin to experience 
these unforced rhythms, especially if you're devoting that time not just to sit around and play computer games or, or, or to catch up on chores, but you're, you're, you're trying to find ways to connect with the life of God, trying to find ways to connect with the people of God in those unforced rhythms. Just something to think about. And so, in that, we've already recognized that Jesus said life is exhausting, that he offers us rest, but we also need to recognize that community is what carries that hope. Jesus is offering us rest, but the rest comes through community. What did he say? Put this yoke upon you. Yoke is meant to be carried with other people. A yoke wasn't for one animal. A yoke was for at least two. And he's saying, I want to put this on you, but I'm expecting other people to come alongside of you. Or more importantly, I'm expecting you to come alongside of other people. That together we will learn what it is to live this life of rest. Together we will learn what it is to work with one another. We went through Galatians this summer, and one of the one of the verses that kind of hit me a little harder was Galatians 6.3. I'll actually read verse 2 as well. But uh, Paul, writing to the church in Galatia, he says, Share one another's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone else, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. That's why... We gave away clothes yesterday. That's why we've been blessing some of our people who've been shut in through COVID and getting them meals. That's why we're giving away broths today because we want to we bless people. We want to help shoulder burdens. We want to help people recognize the beauty of community. That we are called to live this life together. And if we work together, maybe, just maybe, we will see some of that life lived out in us in a fuller, in a richer way. And so I really want to encourage you. I've been, I've been promoting this for the last two weeks, saying that today as we get ready for Back to Church Sunday, that we're going to launch a new group. We're going to launch a new concept. I, I, I don't want to call it a program because I want it to be bigger than a program. I want it to be a place where we can be community together. And so we are, this Sunday, starting a new program called Lifeguards, a new community called Lifeguards, where we are looking for people to come alongside and, and work together. And we, we really kind of want there to be four pillars of this, this idea of Lifeguards. We want to together pour over Scripture, that we would take time and look through the Word of God and spend time pouring over Scripture with one another, that we would Take time and pray for people who are far from God. That we would have lists of people. We had, we had people that we were praying for that were littering this stage up until last week. People we were praying for and believing that God would open the doors for us to be able to share faith with them, to share life with them, to help them recognize what God has called them to. We want to practice hospitality. We want to learn what it is to come together and spend time with other people. Again, with the phones off. Actually looking people eye to eye, hanging out and getting to know one another. And then we're going to pursue hospitality or pursue accountability. That we would look for ways to hold each other accountable, that we're going to be these kind of people. 
We're going to be Jesus kind of people. We're going to be people who follow him and follow his rhythms. Listen, I love our state theater. If you're, if you're online, if you've never been in here, it's a neat space. It is. I mean, we, we have done a lot to make this feel like a church, and we have done a lot to use our location well. I'm praying, though, there will be some day that we get to move beyond this building just because there's different limitations that we have here. But let me ask you this question. If we were to pick up this church and plant it someplace else in our community, what if I were to tell you I discovered a location in our community that 80% of the adults visit every single day? There's one location in our community 80% of the adults go to every single day. How foolish would it be for us not to seriously consider putting a church building in that location? Right? I mean, that, that would be not, not a billboard saying, hey, come drive 10 miles down the road, We're, we'll, we'll meet you there, but actually, actually put a physical location in that space. Well, there is a place that 80% of the adults in our community go every single day. It's called Facebook. 80% of the adults in America go to Facebook every day. What if we stopped using Facebook to put billboards up, say, hey, you should come to our service, and start trying to figure out ways of using Facebook as a means to actually putting church there. Now, I don't, I don't want to get rid of the physical location. Hear me, I never want to say, okay, we're going to go 100% digital. We're, we're never going to interact with each other because I think Jesus became human for a reason. The incarnation is an integral part of what Christianity is about. We need to see each other. We need to wave to each other, and maybe if you put on enough hand sanitizer, shake each other's hands, you know. I mean, that, that we, we, we've got to get around these people. God has created, there, there's actually physical things that go off in your brain when you shake someone's hand, when you get in front of other people. This is important. But we also realize the strategy involved in meeting people where they're at. And if 80% of people are on Facebook every day, Maybe we should consider doing something like that too. And so one of the ways we're going to use life groups is we are actually going to create a group, a lifeguard group on Facebook. Matter of fact, I just opened it up this morning. If you jump on today, you will be the first lifeguards admitted into this group. And so there's two ways you can do that. If you are on Facebook, you can go to riveroflife.co forward slash follow, because we believe in following Christ, forward slash follow, and that will automatically link you to our Facebook group, and you can join it. Uh, there's a couple quick questions you can answer, and, and we'll get you in there, and we will get you connected. If you're not on Facebook, or it's really too difficult to uh, get to that page right now, you can always text the word follow to 715-953-4060, and, and we'll send you the link. And if you're not on Facebook, we'll, we'll try to send you those same, that same information so that you can stay connected with what we're doing in the group. I want to do some things on there like get together and talk about the sermon together. Like I'd love on Wednesday night if we could just, if you have questions about what we just learned today, shoot them to me. And on Wednesday night, I'll go live and we can talk about, hey, this is what, what we were talking about. And if you have questions, we'll answer them and we can pray together. 
I want to find ways of using this beyond just being, a, again, a billboard, but something that we're actually interacting with one another, that we're, we're lo- using it as a safe place where we can share our honest feelings and, and work through things together. And so to help remind you, not only when you leave today are you going to get a brat, everyone's going to get one of these stylish lifeguard shirts on your way out of church today. So I hope that you, um, you use it and that it reminds you that you need to be someone who's coming alongside of other people, sharing their burdens so that we can see our lives transformed. So please don't leave without grabbing a shirt and grabbing a brat. But more than that, don't leave without committing yourself to say, I want to live this unforced life. I want to live a life that is following the rhythms of grace that Jesus has offered me. That's the kind of life I want to live today. So, If you hear nothing else, hear this. Say no to the restlessness. Say yes to relationship. Say yes to the relationship that is being offered through Jesus. Say yes to the relationship that is being offered through the church. One more thing about burdens, and then I'll I'll let us get to eating some delicious food. When we talk about forgiveness, in the Bible, it comes up a lot because we are people who need to be forgiven. And that word forgiveness literally means to lift a burden off of somebody. To, to, to lift a burden up off of somebody. And I just, I believe that there might be some people in this room, there might be some people who are watching us online and you came in today with a burden. Maybe it's a burden of shame. Maybe it's a burden of guilt. Maybe it's a burden of feeling like you are, you're not good enough for God to love you. That's why we, we sang earlier that you are loved. But I, I want to offer you Christ's forgiveness today. That you can receive him as your Lord And you can allow him to lift the burden of your mistakes, lift the burden of your failures, lift the burden of anything that you've dealt with in the past. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if that's you, I would encourage you to pray this with me. You can use my words. You can use your own words. You can say this out loud. You can say this in the quietness of your heart. If you're online, you can can type it in in the chat if you want. But... I would just encourage you to pray something simple like this. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that God rose you from the dead. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for the way that I've weighed myself down and weighed others down with the hurt that I've caused. Forgive me. Heal me. I turn from that old life today and I choose to follow you. 
Holy Spirit, fill me. Help me to live the life Jesus called me to live. God, I thank you for this new life. From this moment forward, you have all of mine. As I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, could you come talk with me? If you're online, uh, click on the button or send us a Facebook message to let us know you made that decision. And for the rest of us, let's, we're going to sing one more song of worship. And I want us to worship this awesome God. This God who has said, we are free to come to him. We are free to allow his truth and his grace to fall upon us. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, most of our prayer team is actually not here today because of different things like sickness and such. And so we're, we're not going to have prayer teams out here today. But please come talk with me if you need prayer. But let's take some time and worship and enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy the rest that he is offering us. And then we're going to go out and enjoy some brats, enjoy some t-shirts, enjoy some time together. But I really encourage you, let's be people who find rest in our weariness, who can offer others the hope of Jesus because they see it lived out in us. So let me bless us and then let's stand. I want to bless you guys and then we're going to worship one more song and then you're you're free to go get some delicious lunch. But let, let let me bless us. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you that you have given us the rest that we so desperately need. And I pray that we'd be people who choose to seek it from you. So as we leave today, I pray that you would bless us and you would protect us. Jesus, I pray that you'd be gracious toward us and smile upon us. And I pray that every day we would walk in your favor and in your peace as we pray these things in your powerful name, the name of Jesus. Amen.